Hello and welcome to What's Your Deal, the podcast where we read the tarot of special guests to find out where they've been and where they're going. Today I have with me Carl Tart, Senor Carl Tart. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Writer, performer, Clipper fan. Yeah. Graduate of Hamilton High. Hamilton High Academy of Music, class of 2007, stand up. <laughs> and I'm so jealous actually of that. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to go there when I was little. It was it was fun, but I also it was like also my home school. So I went to Palms Middle School. So it was just like I just tra- oh, I, I just went with a lot of friends. Oh, so you didn't know it was like special? Um, we knew it was special because people talked about it, mm-hmm. and it was it also had a Disney Channel show. Like when I was in middle school, there was a show called Totally in Tune that was surrounding the orchestra at our school and like other bands and stuff. And so it was just like, oh, that's Hamilton. But it was also like the neighborhood high school. So like. I took the big blue bus mm-hmm. from from my middle school to Robertson Park every day, and we would like one of the big stops on the bus was the Hamilton stop, mm-hmm. and so we just knew, oh, that's Hamilton. Like, so right around like seventh grade, when kids start talking about what high school they're gonna go to, seventh and eighth grade, everybody was like, oh, I'm going to Westchester because I'm playing basketball, or I'm gonna go to Fairfax because I'm playing basketball, or I'm gonna go to Pally because they got this, and other people who were in band, which I was in middle school, were like. Oh, I'm going to Hamilton mm-hmm. if I get into the music academy. I didn't know you were in band. What did yeah, you play? The saxophone. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You still play? No. No, I haven't picked up a saxophone since 11th grade. Wow. I even I stopped even before I graduated. My senior year, I wanted to take it very easy. I've, Isn't I've, the saxophone like the most laid back? Sounding. Oh, it's not, sounding. Not, <laughs> not playing. It's actually <laughs> difficult to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone who plays the saxophone is actually kind of like stressed out? Yeah, yeah, because you have you always have to. If you play the wrong note on the saxophone, everybody's gonna hear. Yeah. Wow. I saw a quote once that was like, "Music heals everyone, but the person that makes it." Mm. So I guess that's true. Yeah. For the saxophone as well. Well, I was really jealous. I played the piano, and I thought everyone who went to Hamilton High was so lucky. And all I wanted to do was like. You grew up in the valley, though, right? I grew up in the valley. Yeah. You could have gotten busted in. I have friends. I know. My friend Julian. Shout out to Julian. He he lived in Winnetka. Oh my he got, god! He got that's busted insane. every day from Winnetka. I could have. I just wasn't brave enough. I wasn't. I I wasn't. I didn't want to say fuck you to my family enough. Mm-hmm. And I wish I. I wish I had. My mom made me go. What? Yeah. Because see, this the, is so the, unfair. Uh, the, god, I wish my mom had forced me to go to Hamilton. The Uni High School. Uh, so you didn't even want to go. No, it wasn't that I didn't want to go. I, my best friend was going, so I was like, mm-hmm. I was fine with the choice. Right. But I think at the time, my mom was pushing music on me so much, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it because I felt like she didn't value the things that I was actually interested in. Like you were like more sports. interested in sports. Yeah. Did was she in music? Did she do music? No, she's an actor. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she knew you had musical talent and was like... She was forcing me to have musical talent. Like, she knew I loved music and stuff, uh-huh. but she was like, you're going to do this. Like, this is... the That is so not what a parent usually does, like, if they're not a musician themselves. I feel like usually people are like, "Well, I think, do not become a musician. Like, no, there's I, no money in that. And my mom, that's the weird thing. My mom was like, if you, if you like, master this, you can, like, pick up a gig on weekends when times get hard. <laughs> And I'm like, why do you think that's easy? Like, you're, but what? that's the delusion of an actor. Is like, oh, so she was an actress, so yeah. she had the idea of like, she thought the musician's life was easier than an yeah. actress's life. I guess so. And uh, so it was just like Hollywood is so sick. Yeah, yeah. And so 
she was like, you can just like, you can pick up a gig on the weekends. Like if you, and I'm like, that's not how that works. But then I was also delusional. Like, don't make, don't like, let me go to basketball camp so right, I can right. go to the NBA. And it's like, <laughs> I knew there, there was a way to know in the sixth grade that I wasn't going to the NBA. <laughs> but like, it, it was just like, I rebelled because she was forcing me to do something that I didn't really want to do. I took piano lessons from age nine at Robertson Park, age eight or nine. Nine. Yeah, I started over there. And and then played, learned the saxophone in sixth grade, played in band two years, went to Hamilton, played in a few bands and stuff. And just, I never put the effort in to be good at it because mm-hmm. I wanted to do other things. But my mom also never put the effort in to letting me do those other things. Yeah. Just because she kind of didn't know about it, but I was telling her, other parents would tell her, be like, mm-hmm. yeah, he, my son's going to this camp this year. Mm-hmm. My son's doing this. And she would just be like, no. Wow. No, I'm not paying for that. Like, oh, man. So that's where I was stifled in sports. So what about now? Do you play sports or do music? I do both now. now. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. wait, now you're an actor. Yeah. So you basically turned into your mom. Yeah, basically. Uh, for better or for worse. Yeah. Um. I Yeah, I, I actually, I play basketball a lot and I play baseball. And just because I'm trying to really, I'm getting old and so I like to. You're getting old. Uh, I am. I'm getting up there. I'm 30 now. <laughs> but uh, I try to, like, relive those glory days. And also, um, me and my friend Ronnie Adrian, uh, there was a sale at the Guitar Center. Because I also at Hamilton, I studied electronic music. That Ronnie was a, loves music. Yeah, he's, too, a, right? he's a big yeah. fan of music. But, like, um, there was a, at, there was an electronic music program at Hamilton. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of producers come out of it, like, people who, like, have a lot of songs under their belts and stuff. And uh, I actually was like, okay, I can get into this. Like, it's not playing the saxophone. I don't want to play the saxophone. I don't want to take piano lessons anymore. Also, I was jaded by piano lessons. I forgot to mention this. I would have to leave basketball to go to piano class. It was always very embarrassing because I would be playing. We'd all be playing in the gym. All the kids are playing in the gym. We're having, like, good runs. And it's, like, all my friends are in there. And then my piano teacher walks out and goes, Carl. Let's go, because I took it at the rec center. And so, so then they knew you were leaving for piano lessons. Yeah, and they wow. they made fun of me. And I remember one time we were talking about trophies. And one of the adults, his name is Curtis, he was like one of the guys who like ran the rec center, good basketball player, but like older guy. And one time we were talking about how many trophies people had. And I was like, I got a lot of trophies in my house. And he goes, yeah, but your trophies are for, like, music, right? And I wanted wow. to jump off wow. of a mountain wow. and just roll down, let every rock hit me and kill me. Adults really have no clue how damaging it is to embarrass children like that. Yeah. Like, I remember my I remember my stepmom, like, my, my friend came over to visit, and we lived kind of far away. We lived in Woodland Hills, mm-hmm. and my friend was, like, from Burbank or something like that, and my friend came over to visit... And in the middle of us playing together, like in a really serious play session, uh, she was like, okay, Ariana, it's time to go to therapy. Like in the middle of the play session, I was like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? Like, this is humiliating. Like, and I I don't even think I knew what I was going to therapy for, Mm -hmm. like probably for her. So it was just like, I just remember that being so embarrassing. And how could you have been like, so (laughs) blind to how? why, Why would you not know that? 
And I remember I used to I used to ditch piano class and my like he would my teacher How do you would ditch piano. Okay, go in ahead. the next room. Yeah, it's it was dumb. It was I was a <laughs> I was a seventh grader. I was stupid. I was thirteen, and I would like not go to piano lessons because I'd be still in the gym and I'd be like late and I'd see the clock. The clock would say it's five o'clock. Uh-huh. It's time for you to go to piano class. And I'm like, no, I'm still playing. Like I'm gonna finish this game. And then my piano teacher would come and I'd be like, I'm gonna be in there. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna come. Like, this is when I'm in like my angsty teen phase. Mm-hmm. I'm coming. Like, I'm getting like, I'm yelling at him. Mm-hmm. He's a nice family friend. And I'm like yelling at him. He's like, okay. And then my mom walks in the gym. And that's when the real embarrassment starts. Yeah. And she wants to embarrass me. She wants, she thinks that that's mm-hmm. what's gonna be like, you like, know, what? guide you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that this is gonna make me hate this even more because now you're coming to the gym to yell at me in front of everybody. And you, and you're making a point to do it in front of everybody. Just so you like, so everybody knows. Oh, you're the law, and you got to go to piano class. <laughs> it's so stupid when parents. I kind of. I, I also took piano lessons, and I hated them at a certain point. And it just kind of sucks because then your rebellion is like, I'm not gonna learn music. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna be talented mm-hmm. now because yeah. of you. It sucks. It's so stupid. I think so many people have like music trauma. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. But that's why, like now, like oh, me and Ronnie, guitar center. <laughs> we bought what you some, guys like, got some. Uh, MIDI controllers and like so there's some musical healing yeah going on That's yeah I got sweet. logic I've been putting together some stuff and having a good time just ex- reopening that like that thing door. I was like I learned this I know how to do it so I might yeah. as well just do it yeah a lot of people come back to music eventually I think it's probably the closest I think it's the most connecting art form I yeah. guess but a lot of people have trauma around it it's like similar to math. People like yeah. have a lot of stuff about math. I hate math and I'm so happy that I never have to do it ever again in my life. <laughs> but maybe you'd be so good at it. No, I was never good at it. It was the worst thing. Um, so what are you thinking about these days? What are you thinking about for your reading and for your... Uh, these days, I've been having a... Since I turned 30, I've <laughs> so been... So old. I'm disgustingly old and grotesque. Um... <laughs> You've heard the quote that all men should be born at thirty, right? Have you heard that? That's before? what they say. I don't. Maybe. Maybe this is. Maybe that's why I'm. I'm changing so much. Mm. Maybe I. Maybe I'm finally becoming. This is part of the process. Myself. Okay. Um, no, I. I've, I've been having a crisis of like. Uh, not a crisis. That's a strong word. I saw your eyes. <laughs> bug. It's okay um, if it's a crisis. No, just like really wondering, like, do I really want to be doing what I'm doing? I've had uh-huh. some career changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some. By choice, so I'm not by choice, and I am like, is this what I really want to be doing? Like, uh-huh. is is entertainment? Am I doing? Am I doing this? Like, is this my calling? What is? What am mm-hmm. I here for? Wow, you know, like, what am I? And here that's to do? being triggered by you thinking about dying. Uh, not thinking about dying exactly. Uh, but realizing that you're like. This is it. Realizing, like you're having the, realizing that I'm it. on the downturn. No. Oh my God. No, you're not. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, I'm just playing. But like it definitely there are little things like, oh, like I'm I'm trying to lose weight now. And it's so much harder because oh, I'm, it's okay. And because I'm older and my knees hurt so much more and my teeth are giving me problems and I'm balding. And wow. Like, it's all, you know, so just you stuff feel that, it on a physical level. Yeah. You're having like physical signs of. But also there's like childish things that I still, I think it's all a part of this, like, do I really want to be doing this? Because, you know, like, you get like a level of status that you don't feel like you deserve or have. And people treat you like you have this specific status. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel this way. And then people 
uh, I was talking the other day. I was like, I've always, my whole life, I felt like an underdog. You know, like I've always had to like do better than everybody else that was more naturally gifted or blah, blah, blah. And people now, when I say that, people like roll their eyes. And I'm like, you think I'm like, eh, you think I'm a winner? You think I'm a, <laughs> you think like, because I've never felt that way. That's why so I'm a Clipper fan. It's like. I wanted to be, and now they're winning, which is interesting. Well, they're yeah. better than ever before. They're better than so ever. They've weird, had weird better parallel. seasons though, so it's like, right. But it's it's still, and I, that's the, also I've seen better days. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like it. It's a weird like, what what is going on? Uh-huh. Uh, I still, I guess it's like getting older and seeing all this, seeing more responsibility, while at the same time still having like childish things. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been getting. Uh, upset with my friends recently because it it's like I used to get upset when people I don't like being picked on and I feel like for some reason I'm a target of being picked on and sometimes people who I don't believe should be picking on me start picking on me and I'm like why do you why are you picking on me mm-hmm. like you aren't doing what I'm doing you mm-hmm. aren't like like who gives you the right to pick on me mm-hmm. but it's like what do I have a kick me sign on my back? That's my question. Do I have a kick me sign on my back? <laughs> so you, so it sounds like you want to like n- connect with what people's perceptions of you are, mm-hmm. right? And it seems like there's a bunch of different ones. Some people, you feel like some people see you as really successful. Some people see you as a target. Some people see you as both. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you also want to just feel like when you wake up in the morning, you're in the flow of things yeah. and not like, like almost like doing something that's giving you kind of an out of body experience. Cause mm-hmm. you're not connecting with it like on yeah. a soul level. Right. Yeah. But I don't even know. Like I, I took a, uh, I took a trip home after I finished work this season. I took a trip back to Mississippi. I was born in Mississippi and I moved to Los Angeles when I was nine. And I, I took a trip home and usually when I go home since I've been out here for so long, like it's usually like, okay, three days and <laughs> I'm ready to get back to LA. Like I want to see Is it my very like online. rural? Not, not super. Like it's not like it's super rural, different. but it's, it's different. It's slower. And it's just like, it's, it is country, but it ain't like sticks, you know, right. we're in a, a town. We're in a, but everything like takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this time I was just like, I, could do this again wow like do i want to do this do i i don't like it was just like one one of the days we sat on a saturday it was my dad's birthday actually like i went home for his birthday because i thought we were gonna have a big party he turned 50 and i'm like oh dad's 50th birthday party he loves the barbecue and things like that like we're gonna have a party for my dad's birthday and we didn't instead like and my dad is kind of like i kind of see where I get certain tendencies from is like, he's kind of like a person who kind of holds court in his neighborhood. So like all the easy living, like drunks of his small Mississippi town, like to congregate on his carport. And we all just sat all Saturday. Everybody was drinking. It was, it was like, it felt so good. Mm-hmm. Is the word cathartic? Like, what does that mean? Cathartic. It's when something is bound up in you and finally gets released. Is that uh, Maybe that's what it like. I was just like, oh, this is so relaxing mm-hmm. just to sit all day. Yeah, from, maybe it felt like nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. Nurturing? From like 10 a.m. to mm. till 8 p.m. 
everybody just sat in there yelling and talking about sports and talking mm-hmm. about life th- things. And my dad talked about some of his football days and other players was like, you, you, this and that. It's just like, it was just, everything was just like, oh, Organ- this is. Like an organic. Yeah. Pace, and I was right? like, is this what I want? Mm-hmm. And then the next day, my or the two days after my dad had to go to work. And so I was by myself all day. And I was like, I literally have nothing to do because I don't have friends there. All my friends mm-hmm. are here because I didn't go to high school there. And so all my friends are here. And so I was just like, I don't have anybody to call to hang out with. I can't go get lunch with nobody. I can't like so I guess I just drive around. I rented a car. So I was like, I'll just go drive and look at things. So it's sort of like if you were to move back there, you would have to start over again anyway. Yeah. In some way, mm-hmm. socially or something like that. Yeah. But I'm like, is that what I want? Uh-huh. Am I am I getting uh I get really affected by online trolls, even though they're like. <laughs> I know you mentioned that. You, I, yeah, you've mentioned that before. And, like and I'm like, why do I like? How do people ignore this? Mm-hmm. And like, I want to be able to ignore it. Mm-hmm. I want I want to not be affected by it mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, but is that just me? Like, well, I think you want to ignore it, but you also don't want to like close off from. I think that must be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to close off to. Yeah, for some reason, I think it's like I feel like these people kind of like how they feel they're entitled to me i feel like they are as well in a way because mm-hmm. i have chosen to put myself out here mm-hmm. and i feel like it's it, at sometimes it's unfair to cheat them out of an interaction with me mm-hmm. considering that i don't consider myself to be some celebrity yeah. some thing yeah. but then people always take advantage of that and they say crazy things to me or like even things that aren't super like during this playoff time like we get online and we do our hot takes about basketball and people say such awful things uh, like and it's like wait I thought you liked me and it's like I thought you liked like but th- and, and it's just like I don't want to deal with that anymore yeah you know like I don't yeah. want I so, guess now I have to start realizing that I am of a higher status or something it sounds so weird to yeah. say but it's well, like well I don't know if it's necessarily a higher status but what it what it sounds like you're saying to me is you want to know how to live authentically be perceived in a way that doesn't make you feel odd mm-hmm. and set boundaries yeah. in a way that you feel comfortable. So you want to live authentically and with boundaries. Yes. Um, okay. So we're going to, that's what we're going to figure out. I'm going to pull a spread for you. We're going to figure that out. Sweet. So when we come back, we will read. Fix me. <laughs> fix you. You don't need to be fixed. Did you ever think of it that way? Yeah, maybe so. No, <laughs> I never think of it that way. Oh God. Well, all right. When we come, <laughs> when we come back, uh, I'm going to read the tarot. Of Carl Tart. Welcome back to What's Your Deal? We're going to read the tarot for Carl Tart. So, Carl, I want you to shuffle these cards a little bit. Okay. And as you do, kind of think about what we talked about. And your question basically was, how can how can I live authentically in a way that fulfills me physically, emotionally, socially, spiritually? Yeah. Right? Do I want to be doing this? Okay. Do I want to be living the way I'm living? How do how can I live? What do I need to know about living the way I want to live? I don't know how okay. to shuffle cards like no, you're a, doing great. like a gambler. That's perfect. You gotta know in the home. <laughs> Carl is like clumsily, yeah, letting the cards fall from hand to hand. Yeah, like I I wish I could just like drop them all and pick them back up. But I mean, you kind of you could. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna disrespect your cards wow. like that. Okay. This one has been on the bottom a lot, so I'm gonna put that one in there, and then okay. Does that feel good? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say a brief prayer over these cards. Love to have dead air on a podcast. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. So now I'm pulling a 10 card spread for Carl. That's so weird. I knew that was going to come up for you this morning. I've actually pulled it. Sorry, I'm going to explain what these cards are once I get them all laid out. Um. Oh, there it is. Death is there. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually in the past position. That's interesting. Um, so um, one of the car, I actually kind of like snuck a peek earlier too. I was like, what, what's Carl going to ask about? And I pulled a card that I see at the middle, in the middle here. Oh, you're going to triumph, my friend. So here at the, at the heart of the matter is the reversed eight of wands so this shows a card where there's eight wands that seem to be soaring towards the ground through like a blue background and all you see are these wands flying um and it's reversed so there's a sense that to me this kind of talks about what you're saying where you're not like quite connecting with the pace of your life it either seems too slow or too fast in many ways so there's like kind of a block here in terms of you mm, receiving both both love like I think love is difficult for you to receive is sometimes what this card can be about um and also like certain messages like that might be coming not only from others but from your own sense of self like there's a bit of a there's a bit of a disconnect be between you and what needs to be received mm -hmm. does that make sense you know what I mean mm, give me an example like um I if someone says something if something basically, if someone gives you a piece of information that's important to you, you might not be able to hear it. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you might, uh, on the way into your brain, it gets manipulated by your past or your present or something like that. Oh yeah. Do you know what sure. I mean? Mm -hmm. And then by the time it gets to your brain, it's it's convoluted. Yeah. I'm like, Wait a minute. What did you say? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like you taking things personally or something like that. It's like something about your beliefs about yourself won't let you hear what people are trying to say. Yeah. Although I, I, you know, I personally don't know what that might be, but maybe it's telling yourself like, well, kind of like you're saying, like I'm too old or whatever it is, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. And then if someone says something in counteraction with that, I don't believe them. you don't believe them. Yeah. So, um, this is crossed by the four of wands. And this is what I picked for you this morning, actually. And it was reversed when I picked it. Um, this is about, <laughs> this card shows almost like a wedding. You can see like four wands standing in place and there's a little like draping here. And there's two figures in the back that kind of seem maybe they're married or they seem very happy and there's a city behind them. Card is yellow, which signifies personal power. So when this card comes up, it's about um, a rite of passage that you're stepping into. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think what this means is you this card reversed these eight of wands reversed this kind of blockage there's something right now that's blocking you from stepping into a rite of passage to enter the new phase of your life but mm. you would long to do that so and for this to be at the heart of the matter is kind of like what do i have to do to kind of step into this next phase of my life yeah um how do i celebrate 
where I'm at so that I can move forward? How yeah. can I create um, this? Because a lot of times with this, I've said this before, but this is like a temporary celebration to mark a permanent event. So maybe it is kind of like your birthday, but it's almost like you've been putting off what it means. You've been like worrying about it, you being 30 or whatever, but haven't like celebrated it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so the, so for that to be at the heart of the matter is just sort of like, how can I break, like break through into this next phase of my life in a way that's like really, really flowing. Yeah. So death reversed in the past position is kind of similar to this card actually. So death is rarely physical death, although it's funny that we were talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's more about change and it's more about like the inexorable forces that come and like sweep away everything that's no longer needed. And I think there may have been a bit of denial about it. Like that's, it seems like, like it was difficult to let whatever, like there's been something that you haven't let the past fully die mm -hmm. the way that it needs to sort of, so that it can transform. So because of that, it's keeping a, that that's part of the blockage. You know what I mean? It's like not letting the, not letting these things go for fear of what others might think or for, you know what I mean? Like for fear of making a mistake or what fear basically, yeah. there's like a fear involved. Um, but you can't really stop death literally or in your case. So how can that, so that, how can that kind of be faced? So at the, um, in the conscious position is the eight of pentacles and it has this guy that's leaned over and he's working on his pentacles. Pentacles always means the real world. It means your money. It means your job. It means your health. It's kind of the physical things you're talking about. So mm -hmm. there's a conscious feeling of like, <clears throat> I've done so much work. Like there's these six pentacles here. And it's like, I've done so much work. I've worked so hard. I kind of just want to close out this period of my life um, and finish the job I've been doing up to this point before I like move on to the next phase or yeah. something like that. Um, and it's this is that. So that's your conscious position. That's like what you can easily talk about with others. This is more latent. This is more um something that is more at the root of the matter but you may have not articulated yet and temperance is very much about finding a sense of peace so it's less about you needing to like finish a job you know what i mean like finish a job and it's more of like how can i find the middle ground i'm sick of extremes like i don't want to be having these i don't want to have this feast or famine lifestyle like i don't want to like um have these intense relationships that suddenly disappear. I don't want to like um, be happy one day and be in a fight with my friends the next day. Where's the middle ground? Yeah. And also, how can also this is really interesting. It's like you're asking yourself, how can I react appropriately to every situation? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like an intense, you know, that's a very intense thing to ask of yourself. But there is a deep desire to do that. Like you have a deep desire to do the right thing, like yeah. respond in a truthful way. And weirdly, like a lot of the time, it's to do nothing. And I don't think that's totally natural for you. Like action means acting to you. But sometimes real action doesn't look that way. You're at a point in your life where you don't want to do pointless movement anymore. Like that's not interesting to you. Like you'd rather have a more peaceful way of being. Yeah. You know? Um, so, which actually is a very, that's a very like beautiful thing to have at the root of the matter like there is i see that desire there so you have <laughs> you have a challenge ahead of you i know what you have to do uh in the future position is the seven of wands and this guy's he's kind of a funny dude so it has the same coloring in the background here so it's again about personal power 
this guy's kind of slinking away. He's holding these swords with his hands. So it's probably like cutting his hands. Yeah. So this card usually comes up when you want to find the solution, but usually the solution like isn't going to work that way. Like it's it's finding solutions that kind of waste your time. Yeah. Um, and it's also about thinking you have to do things by yourself and thinking that you have to be a lone wolf. And sometimes it's a little bit of hidden dishonor, like cutting corners or like procrastinating or sometimes this even comes up when people like cheat or something like this you know it's it's a it's a sort of like secretive thing mm -hmm. but i think in your case it's actually about control and i think that there's a little bit of there it's necessary for you to connect authentically with other people so you kind of can't detach fr from anyone so you have to get to a place the way that you'll be able to like um react appropriately is to try to connect instead of control experiences do you know what i mean yeah sort of it's like hard to find the difference though yeah um because sometimes for instance like i'm thinking of like these trolls or something like that like they don't want to connect with you right they wouldn't be i don't know like i think that. they want to get a rise out of me right and i think that's that's i think something that has happened like even with it happens with friends, it happens yeah. with people who who are around me yeah. who they when I say I like I don't like to be picked on and yes. yet it looks like there's a target on me to constantly be yeah. picked on. Because mm -hmm. people do they jar at me. Like they yeah. like and it's, they know that they're gonna get a yeah. a rise out of me. And I'm yeah. like, don't do that. Like yeah. let's just have fun. So yeah. it with with being a quote unquote funny person most mm -hmm. of my life. I never use that to like put other people down, you yeah. know. I it, mm -hmm. I mean I have done that in defense of myself right. or yeah, yeah. in like a oh I'm going to pull attention like you know middle school everybody's shitty mm -hmm. to each other so I'm sure I but I was never like a big roaster or things like that like that 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 never was where my comedic abilities lie. And yet people always felt the need to do that to me, you mm -hmm. know. And I was like hey, I don't like that. And you know I don't like that and that's why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like and it, I think people find it funny to attack people who they see in like a light of like, oh, you can you can handle it. And it's like, what well, I've already told you, I don't like it. Yeah. Like I just I just said, and now you're like, oh, why are you so sensitive or so? And that that's right. always a big like. So like, yeah, I th that was a tangent. No, I don't think it was a tangent. I what I hear is. It seems like the people that are close to you, it's very important that they connect with you in the way that feels good to you. That's really important. Some of this stuff is out of your control, though. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't stop these bots or whatever, like these Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know no, I mean? that, yeah. So there's almost like a, um, there's a need to distinguish between people that, um, be, be ha between how you're going to like react to any situation where someone is kind of like behaving in a way that isn't really right. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I think that that appears to be like what you're faced with. I also see it in your environment. You actually drew the two cards here that your environment has the kind of what you're saying, like the sort of mean people that um, choo choose to control rather than connect. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of this next phase in your life is noticing when that's happening and some and you might not have to do anything when it's happening you know what i mean yeah like it's more like info and then you can't you don't have to like get drawn in yeah if that yeah. makes sense 
Um, because, uh, so this card represents, you hear the chariot reversed. When the chariot is reversed, usually when the chariot is upright, it's a lot about like a healthy ego, like someone who kind of like uses hard control, like I'm going to do, I don't care if everyone else thinks I'm crazy, I'm going to do it. And then mm -hmm. it's when it's reversed, it's like, this is not working. Like that, like me trying to force things isn't working. Yeah. So, um, and there's a need to, um, kind of find strength in the fact that you kind of can't control what's going on. Um, all you can really do is again, like connect with what you know to be right. There's a big disconnect between you taking an input from others, I guess me included, and knowing what you already know, like allowing yourself to believe that you're right, mm -hmm. you know, or that, or not that you're right, but that you know what to do essentially. So, um, this is in the hopes and fears position, the page of swords reverse. So pages have, are like a really young energy. And I always think of this page of swords as like very annoying. Like he bring, he brings challenges along that most of the time people don't want to deal with. And when it's reversed, it's very much like swords always indicates the voice and the mind and like mental matters. And sometimes this is about like gossip and stuff like that. So I think that there might be a hope and a fear um, of basically like people talking shit or something like that. Like yeah. that actually, it's weird how much that, that is a big issue in your life. Like yeah. you cannot stand to be talked shit about. No. Or people really talking shit, even though maybe you participate sometimes. Yeah. But like, it's weird how much of a, it. you know, that's a, that's a big, a big thing to be here that, you know, you'll have to kind of accept as you move forward and act more authentically. People are going to talk shit about you. Yeah. But it's a, but it's their problem. I know that's like such a, that's such a like cliche thing to say, but this, but it's like, obviously your battle. Yeah. Essentially. It is. It's you know? so weird how much, and that's, I think that's one of the things about me turning 30 and my, what I said earlier, like mm -hmm. I'm turning 30 now and yet I still have these childish like issues. Yeah. These, these weird, I, I've called them insecurities, but I've been a lot more secure in myself recently. I've called them like, you know, it's just like, but I think that's the main thing is like when I hear people, you know, talking crap or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's like, you don't even know me. Yeah. Like, you don't know me. You don't know yeah. who I am. Yeah. I have this need to show them that. Yeah. Or like, and it's like, why do I have that? I yeah. want to not Because you want to control them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's like. It won't work. It's giving your power. You're giving your power away. Yeah. Um, you are. There's nothing wrong with being hurt by people saying. And you're allowed to be like, ow. Yeah. Ouch. You know. But. It's just part of the process of putting yourself out there, I think, you know. Yeah. So. And that's why I was asking do I really right. want to be doing this? Because it's like, do I, yeah. do I have the capacity to handle putting myself out there? And you know, like, do I even yeah. have the, like, it's like, Oh, maybe I should just go be a, be a hermit. Right. Like, yes. Um, I think as long as you don't run away, I just pulled some clarifying cards to answer that question. Basically, yeah. mm -hmm. I pulled the reverse wheel of fortune and the reverse lovers. So what that means to me is, the way that you'll find that out, yes, you may have to like retreat a little bit to think about your values, mm -hmm. but once you can connect with your values and know how to basically act from a personal philosophy, 
it won't matter what people say. So right now, because that's unclear to you, yeah. think it does matter very much what people say because you're living in a sort of like, almost like a, a surface way of like day-to-day reacting to whatever. But um, I think if you can find an authentic, find that authentic purpose, which will require some hermitude, you know, which yeah. will, which does require determining your own values, it won't matter. Like it just won't. Yeah. You'll, you'll, un, you'll have compassion for people who need to talk shit about you and you'll be able to set boundaries with them. Basically. Yeah. There's really no way you can fail if that happens. So, and I guess what that looks like is like for myself, I'm like, well, why am I on earth? And it's like, well, I'm on earth to connect with people authentically through music or writing or tarot. Like that's my purpose. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's clear to me. And I feel like you're such a talented person. You're so, there's so much that you can do. So, and I know you don't want to think this, but you are pretty young. So it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> you know I'm, I mean? yeah. so like, I think taking that time to shut out the external and ask yourself what it is that you really, really love without anything of like, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. And coming almost from a place more of like values than like sports or like music, you know, what I mean? whatever it is, is going to like naturally like. Do you value connection? Do you value community? Do you value wealth? Do you value love? Like knowing that is going to help form. Then you'll just be able to react because you'll have, you'll know what your values are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It seems, it seems impossible. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's not impossible because I'm living it. So I can, I can be a proof of it, but it is something that like, asks you to drastically reorient the pace of your life but i think you will succeed if you do it the overall outcome is the victory card yeah this is the six of wands and it shows a guy who's riding on his horse and he's got a little laurel on his wand and there's people kind of celebrating in the background and this doesn't this shows success it doesn't really matter what you do you're going to be successful so might as well do it authentically. Like yeah. that's the thing. You'll have success no matter what. You'll you I assume would definitely want to be whole inside before you achieve the success, or it's just going to continue to feel yeah hollow. You know yeah. So continue to continue to connect. Like continue to connect with yourself and take the time. You won't be wasting time to do that because I can guarantee that you'll never have to worry about money or a career or anything. You're never going to have to worry about it. So now is a great time to take the steps toward feeling good about how successful you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Uh, you are not allowed to release this episode. <laughs> That's what everybody says. Yeah. That's why I have to keep re-recording this shit. Um. Well, thanks for letting me go really deep with you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, so I'll, we'll take a picture of this later. Is there anything else you want to Yeah, No, that's, that seems like it's so interesting how uh, how this stuff comes out. Just like with the challenges, but with the success in the end and stuff like that. And will you explain this one a little bit more? Yeah. Again? Um, death is... Death is the unstoppable force. Yeah. It's the change that comes and sweeps away everything that doesn't matter. And when it's reversed in the past position, it can be one or two things. To me, I read it as 
it was a block. It was like you ducked it. Yeah. Sorry, I moved it with the mic. But like you ducked it and didn't like, you tried to put it off. You didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it could also mean since it's in the past that it's like fading away and that, you know, death has come and gone or something like that. But from what you're telling me, it seems like there was trying to stave it off. Yeah. And now it's here. You know what I mean? Like you're ready to kind of accept it. Yeah. I got to figure out how to do that. I got to figure out how to. Well, I'm here to help. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's the first thing mm. is there are people to help, including me. I'll help you. Thank you for coming on, Carl. Thank you letting for me, having me. For doing this. Yeah. Do you want to plug anything? That's funny um, to say to say that after. No, no, no. Don't. That. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to plug anything. Okay, great. <laughs> you can plug like. A book that you like or like uh, the Clippers. I will, yeah, I'll plug the Los Angeles Clippers. Get into it. Hashtag LA Highway. Hashtag it takes everything. Hashtag uh, Clip City, Chip City. Uh, hashtag, uh, no, uh, and also uh, listen to the flagrant ones oh, right. on Patreon. Yeah, I am going to bully my way onto that podcast that I've You'll been be trying on. to we, do for we, a year. We, we're going to have, we're going to start having a lot more guests because the basketball season is coming to a close. And so we're going to be having a Can't lot wait. more. We're going to, I think we're going to be offering our friends the opportunity to come up with their own team and build their own franchise so we're gonna we're gonna build a whole secret nba currently we have uh four teams in the secret nba so we need uh 27 more one of them is the pincher crabs the baltimore pinchy crabs the pittsburgh shirts the birmingham hawks and the austin ball and bats wow I would want to do witches somewhere. I'm trying to think where Salem, be. Oregon. Ooh, the Salem witches. I drew a I drew a jersey. I I sent that to you. Yeah. 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 That one. I, I think I was we were the first people to see it. Yeah. But yeah, that's a... Uh, and just uh be kind. I wanna plug kindness. I knew okay. I was like, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on What's Your Deal? Mm-hmm.